Welcome to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, a bi-weekly look at all things related to the growing Elite Clubs National League, the ECNL. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.theecnl.com. Now, here's your host for Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Former U.S. soccer press officer and longtime soccer broadcaster, Dean Linky. If she can see it, she can be it. That is the message you will hear today from the St. Louis Scott Gallagher, Missouri Girls Director of Coaching, Scott McDaniel. And it will be echoed by one of his newest full-time hires, former Miami of Ohio University star midfielder and fellow St. Louis native Kelsey Dingus. We will learn more about how Scott and the St. Louis Scott Gallagher Missouri program want to change the picture, if you will, and have a greater representation of female coaches in their club. Role models for future coaches. And we'll do that next as Christian Lavers has a one-on-one with Scott McDaniel after this message from the ECNL. As the game continues to evolve in the United States, the ECNL remains the standard of excellence in youth soccer. The Elite Clubs National League has grown to include over 200 clubs and nearly 50,000 players across the country with a robust competition platform for teams, educational resources for coaches and clubs, and unparalleled identification and development opportunities for players. Alongside its member clubs, collaborating to create a better future, the ECNL continues to raise the game every day. The ECNL is more than a league. This is Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, and I am Dean Linky, joined once again by Christian Lavers, the president and CEO of the ECNL, as Christian will welcome in a moment Scott McDaniel, who is the St. Louis Scott Gallagher, Missouri Girls Director of Coaching. He is also an uber-successful ECNL head coach, currently at the U13 and U14 level, and if his name rings a bell in the soccer world, it should. In addition to having his U.S. Soccer C license and United Soccer Coaches Director of Coaching degree, many of you will remember Scott even as a player before he was a coach. Scott played for one-time powerhouse and still a giant in college soccer, St. Louis University from 89 to 93. And he also played professionally for the St. Louis Ambush, the St. Louis Steamers, St. Louis Knights, the Milwaukee Rampage, closer to Christian, and the Carolina Dynamo from 93 to 98, just down the road from me here in Chapel Hill. The former member of the 87 U.S. Soccer Under-17 National Team has coached with the Bush Soccer Club, also known as the St. Louis Soccer Club, John Burrow High School, and was the St. Louis Scott Gallagher WPSL head coach. Welcome to Breaking the Line, Scott. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yeah, as a Big Ten Network announcer, I've said Scott Gallagher a lot because you've had a ton of players at Indiana and other schools across the country, so a great program. Also, before I turn it over to Christian so he can break down, this is going to have a heavy focus on promoting females in the game and female coaches. And coming up a little bit later, Kelsey Dingus, one of your coaches, will also be on Breaking the Line. What can you tell us about Kelsey? Yeah, Kelsey is currently coaching in in one of our ECNL programs. We refer to it as the SLSG ECNL White Program. She's been coaching in that program for the past five years. She's an up-and-coming star in the coaching world after being an excellent player at Miami of Ohio, where she scored a ton of goals. And before that, she was with us in our club. At that time, it was called St. Louis Soccer Club. So 
She's had a great career. She's a super person. Really, really excited about her future with our club. And we'll learn more from Kelsey in about 30 minutes or so. With that, I'll turn it over to the president and CEO of the ECNL. That's all you get for a bio, Christian Labors. Take it away. <laughs> well, hey, thank you, Dean, as always, setting the table so well. And Scott, it's great to have you on our program. Really uh, excited to talk to you about your background, the club, and, and the club that you've helped restructure and grow and change so much over the last 10 years or so. And then obviously uh, the, the cool programs that you guys are, are launching and in the middle of doing right now. So welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Christian. It's my pleasure to be here. So let's just dive right into it. You're in the middle of going through your master coach. Is that uh, with United Soccer Coaches? I did complete that. It was called Master Coach and Leadership Diploma through United Soccer Coaches. I actually really enjoyed the course. I recommend it to anybody out there. You want to talk a little bit more about that course and, and what it entailed? Sure. Just as, you know, so many of us have, we've gone through a lot of different, different courses and licenses. And about two years ago, 18 months ago, I was looking for something a little bit different with regards to coaching education for myself. Read up on it, knew some people that went through this. And, and this course was a little bit different because it wasn't a lot of the tactics and X's and O's and stuff that you do on the field. It was more stuff that, you know, us directors do behind closed doors or in the office, working with our staff and working on the business side of things and in the development of programs, which is honestly, that's where this, this whole new program that we're going to talk about today started. Dive into that because I think that's a perfect segue. So this idea comes out of your work in that United Soccer Coaches program. You obviously identified an area where you thought you could make an impact, where the club could make an impact, specifically with respect to women in soccer and coaching. So dive into the program. Tell us about it. Yeah. Well, as part of that course, we were all, all the participants were charged as part of the course to develop and create a program that will positively impact your daily environment. So it could be your club. It could be, we had college coaches in there. So it could be their college team, whatever it was and be sustainable. It had to have a positive impact and be sustainable over the course of time. And I know that any director will sit there and think about, you know, there's a lot of things that they want to do inside of their club to kind of change it. And this course kind of gave me an excuse to really focus in on, on something that, you know, I thought about doing or that we thought about doing as a club or a staff, and we just couldn't get to it because we're always doing other things like coaching and working with parents and working with our staff. So a lot of different ways I could go with that topic, but right around the same time, I hosted a coaches meeting for the Missouri girls staff at St. Louis Scott Gallagher. And my boss, Steve Petrick, took a picture of the, the meeting that I was hosting and we have a fairly large division. We have about 96 teams on the Missouri girls' side alone. And at that time, we had about 1,200 girls. So we have a lot of coaches. And when I looked at our coaching staff, we just absolutely wanted to increase the number of female coaches that we had on staff. We had always kind of known that we wanted to fix that, that gap a bit, shrink that gap. But we just never really took the time to kind of dig in and figure out how we could create, develop, bring on more female coaches into our club specifically. So when I saw that picture, I instantly knew what I wanted to do for my project. And, and I, I really dove into it. And, and, and that is basically what I did a whole report on and a presentation on as part of that course. I knew that we had to increase the number of female coaches on our staff and increase the number of role models that our girls would see 
on a daily basis inside of their soccer experience. And, and we, we absolutely needed to make it a priority. So what's the name of the, the program you put together? It's called the Leadership Initiative. So the idea to, to look into that disparity between male and female coaches in our club turned into a whole lot of different things. We did absolutely 100% take a specific look in how we could identify a certain age female, those maybe that were just graduating college and had played in college were maybe had played in our club and, and see if they would be interested in kind of going through a, a bit of a course with us and ending up in a grassroots course and maybe helping out inside of our club so that we would have more female coaches at the end of it. But in talking with a lot of the people that might be good candidates for this program or this project, I ended up talking to a lot of the current players, kids that were high school aged, they were captains or leaders inside of the club, inside of the ECNL specifically, they wanted to be a part of this not just because they wanted to learn how to coach, but it seemed like almost every single one of them, one of them wanted to have discussions about leadership or being a team leader or being a captain, or how can they just be around younger kids more, not necessarily just be a coach. So it turned into multiple things at once. No question, we were gonna, there was an initiative in our, in our club to deal with that disparity in the number of female and male coaches. But we we're also gonna start talking a little bit more about what leadership was, how you could lead through coaching if you were gonna work with some younger kids. One of the huge topics that we've talked about a lot is communication and how you communicate with kids if you're a coach, how you communicate with your teammates if you're a captain or if you're a leader inside of your team, how a coach might communicate with parents so there, there's been a lot of different discussions that have revolved around those three topics, leadership, coaching, and communication. So let's dive into the coaching piece, because I know you have put something together for a lot of your older U17, U18 Gallagher players to be exposed to the beginning of the coaching career and to have some coach licensing or coach education processes and some other stuff. So what, what does a player, a 17-year-old female player in Scott Gallagher have when they join this program? Like I said, there's two different ways you can go. If you're really interested in the coaching, between myself and Dale Shilley, who is our technical director and has been a huge influence on this whole project, what you can go through is a series of basically Zoom classes. I've kind of put together a, a short curriculum that talks about the six tasks of a coach and then leads into a grassroots course. And then we show them specifically inside of different little specialty training type situations. It could be like a club training with little kids. We have individual training situations that the club hosts that these young women can go and, and work in. We actually put them in inside of those as well to kind of coach them how to coach. We do have players that are currently doing that. We have one that is, is going to be a superstar, we think. Her name is Alyssa Bacchius. She's on our 05 ECNL team. She's gone through all these Zoom classes. She just recently finished her grassroots. She is determined to get her D immediately. And she's already helping out inside of the club as an assistant coach on one of the teams. So we really felt like it was important to show them the pathway and having the Zoom courses, leading them to a grassroots course, and then putting them in, inside of coaching situations for some experience, either inside of those special trainings or as a little assistant to, we call them mentors that could be working with me in one of my teams or 
with another coach and with one of their teams. It could be just sitting on the bench during games with the coach and listening and listening to halftime speeches. There's lots of different situations that these, we set these kids up to, and, and, and they seek out a lot on their own. We had, um, we just called them ID sessions yesterday for some of the, some of the younger kids, and it had to do with, you know, for ECNL and, and next year. And a couple of the young ladies who are in this program came out just to help and, and be there for the younger kids and, and just uh, kind of be encouragers and listen to the coaches talk to them. So it was, it was really cool. And all the costs are covered by the club through this process? Yes. You know, that was one of the things that we absolutely knew that we had to do out front. Right now, for example, if a young lady wants to go through this, it's, it's open to anybody in the club. They can just sign up or they can just join in if there's a Zoom Zoom meeting. We do a lot of guest speakers for the leadership talks. But yeah, if they're like Alyssa just went through her grassroots and when she's headed to her D, the club wants to be be able to cover that for her. We don't want to bring more expense upon the kids. And so when you say grassroots, you're referring to U.S. soccer's grassroots coaching program and licenses. I am. Yep. It was actually um, Dale Shilley, our technical director, is one of the, the gentlemen in town who runs those courses for the state of Missouri. And uh, he actually ran the course that she was in. It was great. And then on the leadership side, so you said there's a different perspective or a different path for just general leadership, maybe within the team or just leadership generally inside and outside of soccer. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and how that works? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure we've actually created anything new. I think there's a lot of clubs in the country, even in the Midwest. I know, Christian, you do a lot of things with your older players, working with younger players. I know that Doug Lanefeld and Michelle at Michigan Hawks, they do a lot of mentorship through older players and younger players. So I'm not sure we've created anything new, but there were a lot of players in our club who didn't necessarily have the time to get involved with at the time or the interest to, to get involved in coaching or running extra sessions for younger kids. But they did have an interest on becoming a better teammate, becoming a better team leader, becoming a better captain. And so as kind of part of this whole program, you could be a part of both. You don't have to be one or the other. As part of this program, you could just listen in or you can ask questions, but we'll have a Zoom meeting and we'll bring on a guest speaker. Usually the topic will be something that is specific to maybe a question I got from a player or a captain on how to handle a certain situation. I'll just kind of use a guest speaker to kind of talk about that topic and, and answer that question. Like, for example, one of the captains that we had in the ECNL team, I think she's on the 016, Mason Smith. She asked me how she could, when she's struggling in a game, how can she keep from like transferring her frustration or her struggle onto her teammates? And I'm like, my gosh, that's going to be a whole, that's going to be a whole meeting. And so what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go find out, find a, a former player who may still be playing or is in college, still playing, might be a professional or college player, I've used both, um, and have her just kind of answer some questions about her experiences with that situation. And what we'll do is we'll invite anybody that wants to be a part of it. And on the last three calls, we've had over 200 players on the call, just listening. It's been really, really encouraging and, and successful. Oh, that's great. Congratulations on starting that. 200 players participate in that. Is it, it, that's a big impact. It's a big impact. You know, and, that, and that's kind of one of the things that the program is becoming. I think we're a fairly large club. Some people will call us a large club. So with 4,000 members, 
over 1,600 girls alone, two different divisions between Missouri and Illinois. You have all these different levels. You have different level coaches. You have different level players. You know, it, it's hard to connect with everybody in all of those different levels. But on this call, it's ECNL players. It's ECNL regional league players. It's club level players. It's players from Missouri, Illinois. It's it's experienced coaches, it's directors, it's brand new coaches. So it's cool to have the leadership initiative kind of be a, a common place where everybody can come and hear the same message about different values and, and topics inside of those values. I think one of the cool things about the league itself is the opportunity for guys like you to come and talk about something that you're doing in, in your club and share that information publicly so that other, other clubs, other leaders can look at this and say, okay, I like that. Maybe I can do something similar or something a little different for all of our viewers. And we joked about this prior to this discussion, but you were one of the uh, small group of four or five people that way back in 2009 got together and said, hey, we should do something to improve what's going on with the youth soccer landscape on the female side. And ultimately came up with this idea called ECNL that has changed so much, but you were one of the initial people that uh, was around the table trying to figure out the solution to the problem. You continue to do the same thing now as you've evolved as a coach and grown. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. Humbled you even put me in that conversation in that group. But I think I got lost that day and just ended up at a table where all you guys were talking about how you're going to make changes in the future. But being a part of those discussions initially, I just it, it was just great to be around people that, that had experience in this in the youth game. I didn't know what I didn't know. I continue to be that way when I when I get to hang out with different people such as yourself. So, and I'm so glad that those conversations took place in this league. I know firsthand what it can do to shape a club and impact coaches and change the way the players see the game. I'm obviously very excited, pleased, and and I owe a lot to the ECNL. We're excited to have Kelsey coming on. Obviously, you've had so many players from Scott Gallagher that have gone on into college soccer and then even into the professional game on the female side. And, and now hopefully you'll have more and more of them staying involved in coaching and staying in, involved in the game in some way. And even for those that don't and move on, these types of programs hopefully help them move on with more success wherever they go. And so kudos to you guys on doing that. We're excited to talk to Kelsey and get her perspective on this program, her journey as well as a player and now as a young coach and becoming a full-time coach in the near future, which is awesome as well. So congrats on that as well. I'm sure she will continue to positively impact a lot of players as she grows and as she becomes even more of a role model in your program. There's no question about it. When we started this project, I did some research on our own club and uh, looked at the number of girls that were being impacted on a daily basis inside of their soccer environment, inside of our club, the number of players that were being impacted by female role models. And it was less than 10% of our kids. Since then, with the addition of such people as Kelsey and quite a few others over the last two years, we're up closer to 40% of the girls being impacted by female role models on inside of their daily soccer experience, which you know I think is great. We just wanna to continue to increase that, that percentage year after year. And Kelsey has been a big part of that. So for sure, she's going to add some serious value to our program, even more value than she's, she's already added over the last five years.
And she'll also add value to our podcast, Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Before we say our goodbyes and spend time with Kelsey, St. Louis, can they still claim it as Soccer Town USA? Because when I grew up and, and came through U.S. soccer, that's what it was. And I worked for Dan Counts. Of course, I, I've been around Steve Trichu, Mike Sorber, Will Bruin, so many greats. The Keos, right? So many greats out of St. Louis. Man, you are throwing out some awesome names there. Soccer Town USA, we do love soccer here. We absolutely love it. We're excited about MLS headed here in the future. Been some amazing players that have come out of this town, and there's going to be some more coming out in the future. I think they used to call us the soccer capital. Of yeah, amen. amen. I, I just think there's too many awesome cities right now to claim that, that title. Fair enough. I feel like from now on, I'm only going to reference you as Scott Gallagher McDaniel. You know, just throw the Gallagher in the middle. Scott McDaniel, thanks so much for being on Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. It's really nice to meet you, and thanks for all you're doing. Thanks for all you're doing, Scott McDaniel, and thanks for introducing us to Kelsey Dingus, who we will meet next after this message from our sponsors. Nike is a proud sponsor of ECNL Girls. Nothing can stop what we can do together to bring positive change to our communities. You can't stop sport because hashtag you can't stop our voices. Follow Nike on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Soccer.com is proud to partner with the ECNL to support the continued development of soccer in the U.S. at the highest levels. We've been delivering quality soccer equipment and apparel to players, fans, and coaches since 1984. Living and breathing the beautiful game ourselves, our goal at Soccer.com is to inspire you to play better, cheer louder, and have more fun. Visit Soccer.com today to check out our unmatched selection of gear, expert advice, and stories of greatness at every level of the game. And welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast, as we have a St. Louis Scott Gallagher takeover. I want to thank Scott McDaniel for sharing his insight into getting more women in coaching roles and more women involved in the club. One of those women that he spoke so highly of was Kelsey Dingus. Kelsey, welcome to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Hi, Dean. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. All right. We had a little fun going down memory lane because I actually called one of your games. I went to Ohio University. You went to Miami University. And obviously, they say there was a big rivalry. I never really got that when I was in school. But anyway, there's a little fun with that, right? OU and Miami? Oh, absolutely. And it, it was a big rivalry for us when it was happening. It was always a big day. When we played at OU, it was the Battle of the Bricks. And you always wanted to come out on top for that game. Well, amazingly, we actually called Miami at Ohio U on then what was called NSCAA TV because I took a ton of Ohio U students over to Europe and then we had them broadcast that game. Miami won, of course, because you reminded me you never lost to Ohio U, correct? Yes, correct. Well, that was awesome, though. And I, when I saw your name, I'm like, God, I know that name. I know that name. So I actually called your name and I think you were one of the better players as well. So congratulations on all your success and congratulations on emerging as a coach. I know you're a full-time teacher, but come June, you're going to be a full-time coach and you're part of a mission that is led by St. Louis Scott Gallagher to get more women involved. In fact, as Scott tells the story, Scott McDaniel, he's like, I'm looking at this picture and something's wrong here. I want to change it. We need more women. Tell me how excited you are about that. It's an absolute dream. It's my 
complete dream job to be a coach full-time, love the sport, can never give it up. And I'm just very fortunate to be a part of it. I mean, Scott always says, if she can see it, she can be it. And I was fortunate enough to have people that were my coaches that were females that have given me the courage to try to pursue this dream too. Well, and one of the other big influence as well is Laura Heffington. She also played a key role for you, correct? Absolutely. So when I came onto the staff, I assisted under Laura and I have for the past four years. I call her Rudy because her former last name was Rodolfi. So I call her Rudy. She is such a good leader. She's a huge role model for me. Personally, we're Snapchat best friends. We have been for four years. Like she's just a great human. And I feel so fortunate to have been around her for four years and to be able to learn from her and grow underneath her has been a great opportunity for me. What would she say if she were on about this push to have more women like her, like you involved in St. Louis, Scott Gallagher? I think she would say that the leadership initiative that Scott has started is a great opportunity for kids within the club and also people that leave the club and want to come back. Uh, both Laura and I are alumni. So it's a really cool opportunity for people that don't ever want to give up soccer. And I think Laura and I have always been those people. Knowing that coaches have made a big influence on you, whether they're male or female, how are you embracing this role? Because coaches make a big impact on young people. You know that sometimes bigger than parents. Yeah. So my background is in teaching. My full-time job currently is a teacher and it's a very similar role, just a little bit different. I just am embracing the aspect of being able to teach and guide these kids through moments in life and help them grow not only on the soccer field, but as individuals. So delighted to be with Kelsey Dingus, who's going to become a full-time coach as part of St. Louis Scott Gallagher's initiative to have more women involved, particularly with ECNL. And ECNL has grown so much and it's done so many great things for the women's game. Can you just share a little bit of that sentiment? Absolutely. So I growing up did not have the opportunity to play in the ECNL. So every time that we go to a showcase or that we play teams within the conference, I am just astonished. Like the level of play is outrageous. We're playing competition that they'll see as they go into college and even better. Some of them. One of the really cool things that I've always noticed is the showcases, the amount of college coaches that come to the showcases and the exposure that our players get is second to none. The ECNL is such an awesome program and league, and I feel so fortunate to be able to coach in it. Kelsey Gingas, we're going to step aside, pay some bills. We'll be back with more on Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. From athletes just starting to turn heads to some of the best athletes to ever play their games, Gatorade shows that they are the proven fuel of the best. For the athletes who give everything, nothing beats Gatorade the studied, tested, and proven fuel of the ECNL. ECNL Boys is partnering with Puma for the second year, driving sport forward with the leading products and the next generation of pros who wear them. Puma has proven themselves as the fastest sports brand in the world, the fastest innovation, the fastest players, and the fastest products in the game. They're the perfect partner to complement the speed and talent of our teams. In keeping with their mantra of forever faster, Puma introduces the world's fastest boot, the Ultra. The only boot engineered for speed, the Ultra combines a woven upper with a lightweight outsole for direct forward motion, speed, and acceleration. It's the best in the game, designed for the best players in the game. 
Welcome back to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. We're so pleased to be joined by St. Louis Scott Gallagher, soon to be full-time coach Kelsey Dingus, who went to Miami, Ohio, had an outstanding career. I'm Dean Linky, and Kelsey, tell us right now what teams you're coaching for St. Louis Scott Gallagher. So currently I coach the 2005 ECNL White and the 2003-2002 ECNL White. So U16 and U19. And you reference, if you can see it, you can be it. So when you think about the young women that you're coaching, you're a perfect example of that, right? I won't lie. I've never really thought of it that way until I've had these discussions with Scott. But it's an honor to be able to follow Laura's footsteps, but also allow these girls to see women in roles that women aren't always in and to see us taking leadership roles within the soccer world because it shows them that this is something when, if they want to grow up and be this, that they can be this too. If I would have seen this more growing up, maybe it would have been something I immediately jumped into instead of teaching right away. I just feel that the kids being able to see this and being able to be around female leaders is really going to help them grow up to be confident leaders themselves. How have you been able to help these young women, particularly during this pandemic and, you know, a really difficult time, as you know, there's social injustice that maybe some of them don't totally understand. It's been a strange political climate. Uh, Have you also kind of made sure you spent a little extra time on their mental health as well? I feel like one of my strengths as a teacher and a coach has been my ability to make connections with kids. So I feel like that plays a huge role into their mental health. So you kind of know when they're having an off day, you can pull them aside to make sure they're okay. But then just always checking in on them and making sure that they know that you're available if they need anything. I think that's a huge thing for kids to be able to talk to an adult about something and to feel comfortable talking to them about things, especially in this difficult time, because it's not always easy to talk about things that make us uncomfortable. As you push toward June to take this full-time role with your club and in the ECNL, what are you most looking forward to? I would say being fully involved in the soccer world. Every time I go to practice, I'm happy. It's like my it's like my happy place. It's like this place where I'm most myself. And I feel like now that this is my role, that I got my dream job, that I get to just be happy all the time. I know it's not going to be like rainbows and unicorns all the time, but I just feel super excited to be doing something that I love all the time. I really feel like this conversation with Scott and with you, Kelsey Dingus, is timely because one, St. Louis still for me remains Soccer Town USA. There's some legends of the game, both men and women that have been there. And now with Major League Soccer coming with a team that is pretty much owned by women, it's a double powerful statement for women in the game, I think. Yeah, absolutely. That's It's such a cool thing that the MLS team in St. Louis, the leaders are women. And for all the girls I coach and all the girls within our club and all the clubs around the area, seeing that it's such a, if they can see it, they can be it. And I think that is just where it all goes back to. If they can see it, they can dream it and then they can become it because Like I said, in the past, things like this weren't happening for women, but now that it is, it's such an empowering moment for women and kids all around the city. 
I'm so excited to hear that you're going to take advantage of it. I want to end with my famous M&M question, and that is mentors and memories. So there's both of that. And we like to drop names on this program as well. As you think about your new role starting in June, being full-time with St. Louis, Scott Gallagher, you think about Laura Heffington, you already mentioned her. Who are some key mentors that helped you get here? And what's been your best memory in the game so far? Mentor-wise, as a coach, Laura, as I've already mentioned, has been beyond helpful. But also Sean Hewitt, he is the director of the Illinois side of Gallagher, and he helps with the white teams as well. This year, he has been so helpful in helping me develop as a coach. Walking into the program four years ago, I still saw the game as a player, and it's so different. And he's helped me develop and become so much better as a coach. And I feel super fortunate to have him around me. As a player, I would say my dad. He always pushed me to be the best that I could be. Sometimes it was difficult, <laughs> but I think that made me love the game even more because all the triumphs and the tribulations that you go through as a soccer player and as, as a human makes you love it even more. Great memory as a player or a coach. As a player at Miami, we were in the first round of the NCAA tournament. We were playing at Tennessee, and it was we were losing two to one, and there were 15 seconds left, um, and I scored the tying goal. And that whole game, I was having really bad back issues, and I got piled on. <laughs> so I remember that being great, but also terrible at the same time. And then we ended up winning in overtime. So that was my playing memory. And so we went on to play Duke and we lost to Duke, but it was just a really cool moment as a team and as a player, those big moments where you, you make big goals or big defensive stops that you'll never forget. And then as a coach, I would say when we played Kansas city last year, my O3 team, I've been with them for four years. They are so fun to be around just happy kids love the game and love each other. We were tied and it was like 20 seconds left. It was a corner kick. And everybody was just all nerves, like, please, we got to get a goal. We got to get a goal. And our outside back, the quietest kid in town, but the sweetest, most hardworking kid scores the game winner and everybody just loses it. All the teams watching. And it was such a great moment and a great moment for her because she's this quiet, meek kid. And to have all the attention on her was just really cool for me. Those are two awesome memories. I'm glad you shared them both. And we'll end with this. This is Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. So in your own way, in one sentence, when you hear ECNL, what does that mean to you? An empowering environment for competitive female athletes, or I guess male athletes too. Well, that'll work as well, but we're so glad that St. Louis Scott Gallagher is making it a mission to make sure more women are coaching because if you can see it, you can be it. And particularly if you say it this way, if she can see it, she can be it. Right, Kelsey? Absolutely. All right. Kelsey Dingus from St. Louis, Scott Gallagher, going to be a full-time coach starting at June, part of a mission with Scott McDaniel pushing it for St. Louis, Scott Gallagher. Thank you so much, Kelsey, for being on Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Thank you for having me, Dean. And go Bobcats. <laughs> Love and honor to Miami.
<laughs> what a great way to end the conversation with little Ohio U Miami banter. Want to thank, of course, Scott McDaniel and Kelsey Dingus from St. Louis, Scott Gallagher, and thank them for their impressive leadership initiative to get more women involved in coaching within the club and the game. For Christian Labors, the president and CEO of the ECNL, I'm Dean Linke. We'll see you in two weeks for another edition of Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. Thanks for listening to Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast. For more information on the ECNL, visit us at www.theecnl.com. And if you have a suggestion for the show or a great idea for a guest, please email us at info at theecnl.com. Breaking the Line, the ECNL podcast is an ECNL production. ECNL, more than a league.